This week's episode of Fuck Your Book is brought to you by Undiagnosed Personality Disorders. Have you ever shifted emotional gears so fast you gave the people around you whiplash? Do you often do horrible things without thought of consequence? Are assholes with psychology BAs constantly scanning their copies of the DSM-5 whenever you enter a room? Well, you probably have an undiagnosed personality disorder. That was for me, huh? (laughs) No. That's a good one. Thank you. Nobody knows you're here. Yeah, you're a secret. God damn it. I'm clandestine. All right, well, welcome back to Fuck Your Book. We told you it would be quick. And I'm Cynthia Tolson. I'm here with Michael Burton and also here with... Jonathan Strecker. Jonathan Strecker. Woo! This is our first... Um, guest episode. Guest episode. Guest, guest episode. Guest episode. Guest episode. And it is none other than... The man the who theme wrote song the theme song. Yeah. Which thank so you you're very just much. Gonna sing it the whole time. Yeah, everything I do is gonna be in song. In I mean, song. I'm just I'm kidding. used to that. So you guys know John is also my fiance. Yeah, everyone knows but that. But that will not, that will not affect no. my comma giving. And that's one of my favorite things about our relationship is our honesty towards each other. Yeah, to I'm be gonna be perfectly fair. I'm yeah. gonna be rough. Yeah, you're the first one. So I know, I know. I may get shut down, and that's fine. I, but you know what? If I do my best. Then that's I'm like that's all I care. I'm about. like a first year professor at a good university. I'm gonna give everybody Fs. But I really I wanted to, I wanted to thank you. I'm, I was very happy when you two asked me to do the theme song, and that yeah, I'm well. your first guest too. That really means a lot, and I respect both of your opinions like, for literature a whole bunch. We're like so. guest virgins. You're like up there on my list of favorite people. I'd say. Oh, thank you. <laughs> top thirty You're like or forty. Under Pete Davidson. Top, top thirty, top forty. I'll uh, take that. Top thirty or forty. Okay, There's so There's billions of people in the world. I'm top thirty, forty. Yeah, like, yeah, and wrong. I only know forty. That's. T- <laughs> yeah. She, oh, that doesn't feel as good. Yes, yeah, so it might know five, and you And like I only 30. like yeah, six. Uh, you're you're giving me some real Bilbo vibes. <laughs> From his speech at his party 111th birthday well, yeah well <laughs> lord of the rings i don't like Bop. Him <laughs> i don't like tricks i don't like tricks. i don't like should tricks. we give a background because this is the second no. episode we've said no that. okay they can figure it out for their own well so. fyi i don't like tricks she don't like tricks don't oh, like the tricks okay so we need to talk about our patented comma point system yes please do so uh michael please explain that <laughs> okay Th- michael. Thank, thank, thank you michael. charles um, Charles is my middle name. Is it really? Yeah. Interesting. I, I, uh, Charles is my southern person. His name is Charles Beauregard II. Oh, that's pretty good. Jesus. <laughs> you did that with a southern accent. He loves Jesus. He loves Jesus and he loves cops. So, John, so, Charles, how does the comma point system work? John, are you familiar with the comma point system? I am because I listen to every See, damn this episode. this is a damn good... Fiance Let's just keep saying damn, 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 damn. He has, he has left us you a review. You smell of wine. Y'all should leave us a review I did as it. well, because John has. I did And it. if you want to aspire to be the perfect little cinnamon bum that John is, you should go and leave a five-star review so that I will be nice to you. This Otherwise, is, this I This is gross. Cinnamon this bun? Is, no, I don't know. I think it's pretty appropriate. This is Some sticky. people think I'm like too sweet. And others like me. No, you're just like a warm little sticky bun. <laughs> okay, now it is getting. It's weird. getting really gross. Okay, right. I, right. I do Please. not want to be the third place here. No, you're in between uh, us. Too weird. Uh, uh, too so, weird. so the common point system works like this. John, can can you give me some help? So, if I liked <laughs> I your know. book, if if I liked your book, I mm-hmm. would say you get a comma, which would mean fuck your book. 
excellent. And if Cynthia d- doesn't like your book, she's just going to say, fuck your book. There we yeah. go. And thus the comma point system was born. Birthed. All in the pacing. It's all in, it's, it's all in the punctuation. We're, yes. we're little syntax nerds here. <laughs> just call me syntax. Y'all Walk the fuck out. Walk the fuck out. I like your syntax nerd, your, your syntax nerd voice. <laughs> I imagine like a little elf. No, I'm like, I'm, when you, I'm you like a little Japanese girl. Oh. <laughs> okay, so That's a little racist. We discussed the it's a lot system. of racist. <laughs> it's a lot of racist. We discussed the point system. This episode is going to be a little different. Yes, yes. It, this is a special episode. This is so special. So let's, we, we need to explain, we, we need to explain this. So normally we're just giving each other points um, that are, are arbitrary. Right, we are currently at five to five. Yeah. So for today, neither of us are bringing a book for each other. No books. We are simply going to listen to John talk about his book and then either give him a comma or no comma. Well, we're each, so, we, we each have one comma to give. Yes, we each have one comma to give. I have to be honest, I thought I was prepared, but this is making me really nervous because I don't want to fail either of you. Here's if how. you fail, you oh. leave this apartment forever. <laughs> Our home that we have built together. <laughs> All right. No, okay. You know what? So, That's fair. <laughs> it is, yes. You so still pay. If you, get, you still pay rent, If though. you get two commas, you get a comma from Michael and myself. You get to come back whenever you want. Wow. You get okay. to say, I have another book. Let's do it. And we say, okay, give us three months because we're lazy. <laughs> and then you come back. If you get one comma from either of us, you're on probation. And next appearance... You have to get two commas mm. to get back again. Okay. If you get no commas, there's no more fuck your book for you. No more fuck your book for you. Fair? Are you in? I agree to these terms. Okay. Are you prepared? I agree to um, these terms. message will self-destruct. In three, two, one, explosion. So the first thing that we need from you before you start talking about your book, give, uh, give our audience of thousands of people a sense thousands. thousands a sense of who you are and not in relation to the woman sitting next to me even though i'm like so everything important that... narcissism um it's i disease. am nothing without cynthia she is my one shining <laughs> wow. star she's trained me to say that. smart <laughs> yes um no one so... here actually can see the whip that she's holding but it, it is terrifying <laughs> and a little bloody it's sharp yeah. It has been used. Cat of nine tails. Uh, okay, so my name is Jonathan Strecker, uh, and I am a musician. I am a music teacher, first and foremost. Um, I teach theater. I have been trained in opera singing. Uh, that is my first love. It will <gasps> always be... <gasps> I know, betrayal. Um, Can you spell your name for the stalkers? Sure, J-O-N-A-T-H-O-N. Jonathan! There, there's the trick. S-T-R-E-K-E-R. And so um, I knew I always loved music. That's probably the most defining feature that I have. But I'm also, I consider myself a man of many interests. I enjoy, uh, I was a professional video gamer. Currently, I am a competitive weightlifter. Oh, I love playing um lots of different sports tons of different video games board games i love a lot of social activities i've really been getting into cooking this last year um i I just like to have i like to have a lot of fun so i like to try new things i'm not afraid to to you know put myself out there i think that's a pretty decent description of where do you work um i currently work at the pioneer valley performing arts 
public charter school in South Hadley. PVPA. Yes, PVPA, as the uh, abbreviated name would be, and I am... The acronym? Yeah, oh, <laughs> you know, acronym or abbreviated name. <laughs> would as, be. You know, yeah, so, uh, but I, I currently am there, I'm creating some classes, I have a lot of freedom, I'm very excited this next semester, I'm currently putting up an opera class in their high schools, Woo-hoo! very cool things yes. happening, so... All right. Um, I'm Almost done with his first year. Yeah. And We're all as, so proud. Yeah, yeah. And, and as a reader, I've had a a tumultuous relationship with literature when I was younger I did not like reading when it was assigned to me I was not one of the kids who like got really into books for school and I felt like because of the workload in my middle school and high school I wasn't really much of a um, a reader outside of my assigned books then once college came around and that kind of lessened and I was able to choose more I started reading voraciously but because I didn't read so much Earlier on, I am very slow. I take my time, um, you know, and if I want to read a larger book or a series, that can definitely take a very long span, months and months <laughs> sometimes. But I, I do, I love reading now, and so I've, I've, I've had a huge uptick, like probably in my 20s in the last seven or eight years. Well, of I feel like reading. when we started dating, we immediately became old people. And just read every night before bed. I do remember that specifically. You saying how nice it was for us to just like chill out and just, read like, together. Have a tea and, and reading. Yeah. So, but but that's probably who I am, and also my relationship with reading. So, uh, yeah. And I, I try to same thing in, in life. I try to read a lot of different genres, a lot of different yeah. books. I never try to push something out just because of a stereotype or something. I've yeah, heard. you're doing this, um, which I talk about a lot with people. You're doing this pr- sort of project this year um, of reading only authors that are not white straight cis men right yeah i got which that which is awesome from yeah. a white straight cis man that's really really important um yeah like i kind of came with a realization when i had a conversation with michael as a matter of fact earlier in the Hi, year i'm michael yeah in december we had a, we had a conversation <laughs> where i was looking for some suggestions for books and when i was rattling off like i'm thinking of this and this and this and michael is like do you read anything by non-white men and i was like Oh my God! I didn't. Know, I just because a lot of like a lot of the bestsellers, a lot of things that are yeah. pushed out there are white men. So I was like, "Can you give me some suggestions of others?" And so now that I've kind of been trying to do that, it's been amazing because that yeah, representation really cool. is so important, and it kind of yeah, know. it's it's not just like a politically important thing to do. Like you start noticing that like people who aren't white men write a little different. It's and just different it's stories. Cool stuff. Yeah. 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 <laughs> You're like, oh shit! I didn't know that this could be done that way. Right, and and it's beautiful and brilliant, and there's so many stories that I'm so thankful I got introduced for because of that suggestion of yours. So yeah, I'm. I, well, that's... yeah, it's a it's a problem we also have as classical musicians. It's mm. like most yeah. of the repertoire that we're that we learn and we talk about it's whiteies. is old dead white dudes. Yep. So I think it's really cool that like you've been sticking to that yeah. this year. Which is, yeah. And I'm like, you need to read Lincoln and the Bardo. And John's like, excuse me, I can't this year. <laughs> Which is fair. Which is fair. And it's like a great Saunders book, is like, like the whitest of white. Yes. And, that, and that book is like whiteness and karma. Yeah, but it's, cause it's, it's like one of my favorite books. And I know stuff that I recommend to you is always like, and Brandon, our friend Brandon has recommended it. And it's like, it's really cool that instead of just reading that, you're like, no, I have this 
and that I mean yeah my school is also big on that like representation is is huge and it so matters. yeah and so yeah thank you for, for pointing that out I'm, I'm trying to I think that that's important yeah totally so let's talk about your book by a white guy all right yeah sorry it's by a white guy I could, well I, the only reason I couldn't bring one of the other ones is because almost all of them were suggestions of, from you so if I'm <laughs> he's point by the way John is pointing to me Michael Burton yes Michael Burton all of the la- the last like 10 books I ever read have been all on your well, all of the things that he recommends to you, I read first. <laughs> true, true. You're also, you also read twice my speed. Um, but true. anyway, so the book that I am bringing is Eisenhorn by Dan Abnett. Oh, shoot. And Dan Abnett is a famous British wow. novelist and comic book author. And Eisenhorn is a book from the Warhammer 40K of universe. Of course it is. And I knew coming in, like, if I tried to get too lofty or too deep, there is nothing I could bring that could surprise both of you. Bold but, choice. But this is something that's very important to me and so much so that I had to do this. So um, I, I wrote down, I have notes right here because I didn't want to just wing this. I wanted it to be. We so, have a couple of Dan Abnett books on the bookshelf too. We do. Also we do. part of the same series. Yes. But no Eisenhorn. And this is a huge shout out to Matt Brunell, um, who I know does listens. Does he listen? Yes, he does. Okay. I know he listens to this. Tell him to leave a goddamn review. Matt, <laughs> Dirk, Dirk. So, but. Leave a review. So. Excuse you. So my friend uh, Matthew Brunell read a lot of Warhammer in high school and um and this is like I, I always saw him with a book in his hand and so he's kind of the one who introduced me to the series and i read them in high school but also in college and reread them later and and so i just want to give a little bit of background before i get to the points of the book itself just in case anybody doesn't know because it um i'm going to reference one of the things that you talked about michael in your fantasy in one of your fantasy descriptions so warhammer 40k is a sci-fi fantasy series that uh kind of codified the grimdark fantasy genre from their tabletop in 1980s in the, in the early 1980s which was in the grim darkness of the far future there is only war grim darkness grim dark mm-hmm. and so they created that as this hyper gritty very like war-torn dystopia um, and it's an extremely expansive universe that has these constant additions, constant shifts, as well as intentional empty space for like um, role-playing games and new authors and like short story uh, competitions and that kind of thing. And that's one of the reasons why I love Warhammer as a series. Uh, it can be seen as kind of like, because it was based off of a board game, some people consider it like a media offshoot and so not completely, uh, I don't uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They consider it like fanfic almost. Yeah, like because it's a media tie-in, they're just like, oh, well, this isn't real literature or they whatever. Like, they delegitimize th- Yes, exactly. Thank you. I was looking for that word. And so um, I, I think that that's kind of bogus reasoning because uh, just because something was created as a different media, uh, as a game specifically, doesn't mean that there can't be good uh, fiction written about it, certainly with the authors that they have. And I love... 40k because it's such a hugely expansive pure dystopia and it has so many nooks and crannies for like different novel types um the 40k universe is written by a group of authors called the black library it's over 15 authors that write canon for the 40k universe and there are huge discrepancies between the best and the worth of author uh in this list 
which doesn't help the integrity of some of the novels. It's why sometimes someone will point that out and be like, this is absolute trash. Plus the art can be kind of like 80s kitschy style. But Dan Abnett, along with two others who I wanted to reference, Graham McNeil and Aaron Dembski-Bowden, are without a doubt very, very high-tier authors who have written for movies and TV and comic books and novels. Sorry, did you say, like, how many people have written for this? Fifteen authors have written the novels that are canon. And then a lot of people do short stories, and that's what's called the the, um, Black Library. But I firmly believe this book, Eisenhorn by Dan Abnett, to be one of the best examples of character development narrative pacing and world building in any sci-fi novel I've ever read. Whoa. Um, Bold let alone 40K. And so that's why I wanted to bring it here because I think that this is a perfect book for a jumping off point for this universe. A lot of people don't want to get into a series that's really long and expansive because they're like, I, I can't, yeah, I can't read 15 books that are each 800 pages or I can't read, like Warhammer has hundreds of novels written. It's like, where the hell do I start Are off? they sort of standalone though? Um, they are in different brackets where there's like sections of time that they look at. And so there's like the Horus Heresy, which is like prehistory and then there's like post-history and they can write in different time zones of this like universe so we talked about in your in michael's fantasy episode the beta or what was it alpha and beta series series. so like can these books sort of stand alone like if if you were to read eisenhorn would you go oh that's a great book or would you go oh it doesn't make sense without anything else it absolutely makes sense by itself and that's part of the reason why i brought it here is i know that i cannot bring a book that's in the middle of a series that like um you would have to read other things for i don't think that that's a smart sell as like to the audience or to you two because michael already has a comma pending for that situation yeah so this is this is is it a complete novel that has no that you don't need to read the next one to like fully understand yes absolutely it is a it is a the the eisenhorn story is three books packed into an omnibus okay and it is part of a triple trilogy that is still being written but Trip each of them trill. but each of them are their own stories they they take characters that are still in the same um like the same storyline so it goes from eisenhorn to his prodigy to this third person and the books are still being written about so we're not really sure who that is but so uh, this is an ongoing they're still being written yes oh, wow. but they're standalone and you can read them completely like self-contained and that is why i love this book is because it can so easily get you hooked into the universe and it is um it, it is not exclusive in the way that you would look at a hundred warhammer novels and be like i don't know which one to pick all these relate to each other this one doesn't matter it's just a great book and at its heart it's it's a detective mystery uh, with some really, really fantastical yet realistic problems. And um, you identify with Eisenhorn along this story uh, with the struggle, but at the same time you get to delve into like the magical psychic world and all the exotic locations and relics. So you get to see the universe. And that is part of like what Abnett does so well, is that he builds these characters and builds this pacing and pulls you along so beautifully but at the same time introduces you to the 40k universe with this striking imagery and this gorgeous writing um so i i had a hard time making like non-spoiler points for this but i wanted to go through just a little bit in the beginning so eisenhorn is an inquisitor um who in the 40k universe the inquisition is like a very high-ranking set of secret police that are set out to kill certain enemies of man which are broken into like aliens or 
uh, demons or heretics and like that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And they're all made to be very surreptitious. So there's like the spy detective kind of um, backbeat to it. And he starts this out as part of the alien hunter like detective work. And it is goes through three novels driven by this character Eisenhorn and his supporting retinue. And each each chapter and novel, like the narrative moments, keep the story short and exciting and vibrant and gratifying, while at the same time building this very large kind of um, undefinable moral quandary. So th that, to me, plays almost immediately, where like I love to read these chapters. They're exciting. They feel like a, like a good mystery novel. Like where each one, you're like, Yeah, you're like, oh, what's going to happen? How are they going to solve these problems? So at the same time, by the end like of it... feels like serialized? Yeah, in a good way, where like by the end of it, though, you're just like, oh my gosh, like they're asking bigger questions over, mm -hmm. the, the, over the three book series. Cool. Um, and Eisenhorn, the arc that he takes as a character is one that is just like filled with this this adventure and ingenuity and success and failure and hope and tragedy and all this stuff just like pulled into all these tiny little moments that make it feel so realistic. And um, part of the reason why I think that's successful is because of his relationship to the crew that he uses and also because he's a human in this world because there are like basically demigods and demons and super soldiers and all kinds of stuff for like the sci-fi fantasy mm -hmm. dystopia, but he's a human. Mm -hmm. And so you almost immediately, you know, more closely identify with that. Uh, so yeah, it, it really, when I read this book, the first time I saw my friend, How Matthew, old were you? I read this when I was maybe 17. Oh, it was still in high school. I saw my friend Matthew reading it every year. And he would read it, like, every single year, sometimes multiple times. And when I started getting into Warhammer, I was like, so what about, like, Eisenhorn? And he was just like, this is my favorite book from this whole series. It's so brilliant. And, and it was one of those times, one of the, you know, sometimes something can get built up and you can be, like, really disappointed mm -hmm. because yeah. of the things that you have in your head. But for me, it satisfied, like, all of my wants as a reader getting into sci-fi fantasy because I think that that genre is important. And most of the time, like you said, delegitimized for bogus reasons. Yes. Um, but this is so worthwhile to get into, not only because 40K is like this biblically large dystopian universe, but just for the sheer fun of like this story and the absolutely brilliant character development that Abnett sets for Eisenhorn and his his uh, supporting team. Well, all right. Awesome. Yeah. That's a solid sell. Yeah. Um. So... If you have any questions, I know that was a lot of no, stuff. No, 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 no. I wanted to prep as much as I could yeah, there, without being that's... spoilers. I hope I did you too proud. But yeah. anyway, I, yeah, if you have any questions about it, because I also... Well, we're, I mean, we're well, all sweating. Well, the well first it's we have, very warm in it this is. room. First, it's we have to give an update since our last, uh, our last <laughs> recording. Uh, recording. So um, since uh, everyone knows that the aliens have invaded yeah, uh, true. America, yep. uh, so yep. we've been fine. We are hiding out. Yeah. We are hiding out. We Still have doing lots a podcast, of cans though. of beans. Yeah. Uh, Cynthia's a zombie now. I'm sorry. I'm she's, a nice one. I'm the same. Functional. I'm the same she's as I was before. I'm except, still me. Except she eats humans. Stop it. But, Stop. No biting. But, no biting. But not you guys. I'm, she just... <laughs> I lo I've, I've lost a finger to gangrene <laughs> and another one to Cynthia. And I ate the one that was gangrenous too. Which is fine, honestly. I still think it's good. I am fine, strangely enough. But 
But usually that means something horrible. Is yeah, well, I mean, you've lost most of your limbs at this point. Well, yeah, but I'm still, like, fine. Yeah. Air quotes, fine. <laughs> yeah, and, like, Cynthia keeps eating them, and you're... And, I'll do that for her. Yeah, just and like, you're, you're just so, you're so, you're so nice about it. No <laughs> one's, really just shoot no one's talking head. about what happened to your leg. No, I have, I didn't no. see it. One minute it was there. Rachel's next, dead. Yeah, Rachel's long <laughs> since dead. Rachel! <laughs> um... But the aliens took her and yeah. reanimated her, yeah. and she's now hunting Cynthia. Oddly it's enough, it's been a long time. It's been Maybe a long time. Maybe we'll be able road. to come back in time and release this like right after our last one. Yeah, yeah. that should be good. Because yeah, because so, it's twenty three forty five. That's now. true. That's yeah, the weird part. Over three hundred years yeah. before uh, we recorded <laughs> we, another we one. We told you that it would be soon. We lied. And if uh, you're listening to this, we book, told the truth. That's how long it takes. Well, honestly, soon is a relative term. True. And we are all immortals, so I mean, in relation to like the heat death of the universe, it's soon it's super enough. Super soon. Yeah, and to yeah. be fair, if you're listening to this before that, it just means that our time travel machine works. So yeah. thank oh my God. God. Yeah. Thank God. We're genius. Genius eye. Gen- geniopodies. Geniopodies. Oh, no, oh, no. Geniopodies. We so, uh, is geniopodies. So anyway. I is speaking good English. <laughs> I don't like. I tricks. don't like tricks. Charlie don't like tricks and neither does Cindy. I'll so tell you later, baby. What, yeah, what, uh, did, did you two have any questions yes. about, because I, I would love to talk more about Warhammer or this book specifically, because so I do, I, think I have a, a question, because you said you, you don't have a physical copy. No. So you, you can't get one? You, or? you can, it's okay. just that, like, you have to order it online, not a lot of bookstores have it anymore, some weird... I mean, you know you can order it at Amherst Books. Ain't Main Street. Amos, Massachusetts. Zero one. Zero zero, zero two. two. Support your local bookstore, ye. There, there have been iterations. Michael, of this. come back in here. <laughs> <laughs> there, there have been some like iterations of this where they've made like commemorative yeah. copies or like, like the, Spanish. The, the one I have is like, uh, is like it's like black library on it and it's a black cover and it's like very pretty there's yeah some, some of them are very very nice this is famous inside even of, of all the hundreds of novels that they've written in the last like however many years i guess 20 years like this is one of the most famous because it is so good because it actually awesome. because people within the the fandom of 40k read it and are like this is amazing and then this actually gets out to other readers and they read it and they agree so this one kind yeah. of like exploded because dan, dan it, like, is also brilliant opens up the fandom so yeah. Last episode, we talked a little bit about fandom. Like Pete and Ariana. Pete and Ariana. Who have have since broken up, gotten back together, and died. She is now a warlock. She's reanimated his body. 2345, people. Yes, it's a weird time. He's now part of John and I's three way relationship. (laughs) What? 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 I don't know. You just keep going. I'm just. You ping pong between celebrity crushes at a speed that I can't handle. It's breakneck. It's been Rashida Jones for me. It's truly breakneck for years. Since I Love You Man came out, it has been Rashida it's been Jones. Pete Davidson since SNL. He started on SNL. Adam Driver was like two Adam weeks Driver's ago. Adam Driver's still there, baby. This, this is weird. So, no, no, no. This is not what I... So, we talked about fandoms <laughs> yes. la- last week. Um, and so, I want to bring this back into the conversation. Bring it back, baby. Because, uh, because it, uh, it interests me. Like, we each kind of have a fandom of which we are deeply enmeshed. We have Cindy here. Who? Uh, who's that? <laughs> She's the southern version of you. No. Yeah. She don't C- exist. We have Cindy here. Cynthia. Cynthia. <laughs> I love, call me Mikey. I will, I will probably get mad right, too. we got Cindy and Mikey here. Cindy and Mikey. 
Ay, you got Cindy, you got Mikey. You got Mikey, Oy, go Cindy and Johnny no, so, Chally. Oh my god. So we have Cynthia, who is in the Star Wars fandom. Deeply. Deep, deeply enmeshed in said fandom. Then we have me. I got lots of them, but let's just, let's, the ones that you've magic. heard about. Magic. MTG. The Gathering. You know it. The Gathering. It's Magic the Gathering. Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I mean, I got plenty, but this one, this is one that I haven't spoken about Man before. Man who spends thousands of dollars on cardboard. In my life, yes recently no money because Michael ain't got money because he work at a bookstore work at a bookstore I gotta sell my cards to eat sometimes less <laughs> than minimum wage bye bye force of will hello rice and beans <laughs> so yeah I am part of that fandom and therefore I am kind of I am I I am interested in it enough to read the stories that they put out yeah. which I don't want to be mean but aren't always of the highest quality yeah. And that um, happens with Warhammer as well, and that's the same. Yeah, so I share that because Warhammer for me is very special because it connects me to like the childhood friends that I had. Mm. We all got into it and started reading, and in the same way, you kind of you make fun of the stories mm. that are trash because it's it is so big that some of them are yeah, terrible, and many. then you also like you have this commiseration and like, oh, this book was so good, this was so tragic, this was so victorious, whatever. You really find like, but he, you he, find the good and here, you find the here's terrible. Here's the question that I'm, I'm kind of you, C.S. Gatto. I'm trying to I'm trying to bring this into a question because. Jeez. Uh, so we so this kind of touches on a couple things that we talked about. We talked about guilty pleasure books. Mm-hmm. We talked about this. So because you read this at seventeen, yeah. Um, do you like are like? I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to yeah, phrase this. Cool. I'm no, trying to say, phrase say this. No, I'm trying to phrase it correctly because okay. I don't want to I don't want to be incorrect. I want to be specific. Yeah. Um. So do you think because you read it at seventeen and read it multiple times since then, does it have like a a special place in your heart. Do you think that you can honestly rate it, or do you do you feel like because like I was talking about the Belgariad when I brought mine in. Right, well, we did guilty. Uh, yeah. like, I did Perks yeah. of Being a Wallflower, yeah. and it's like it, it, these are books that like I could never honestly rate it because it's just like part of me. Yeah, that's a that's a fair question, um, but I would say yes, I can be objective okay. with this book because of how many other Warhammer novels I've read and short stories and stuff like that and through the years growing older I can look back at some of them and be like wow I can't believe I enjoyed that Uh this one has stayed (laughs) at such a high level in my mind that every time somebody said like anytime it hasn't happened too often but there are sometimes where I'll get in a conversation with someone about sci-fi and they're like oh I read this and this or watch this show and play this game and I'll say like have you ever read Warhammer and they're like no I've never read 40k but I've wanted to this is always my go-to mm-hmm. and I can kind of recognize so unless it's at so that it's subconscious like, level where like I don't even realize I'm putting it at that because yeah. I loved it so much at, during those early years yeah. but like some of the other ones have fallen away where I've been able to say like that's not a good book but, but I this was the it. first one that you read no oh, this wasn't the first one that you no, read. no it was one of the first ones oh, okay. for sure but no, that's that's yeah. that's different because if it's the first one then it's like like you are are beholden to it yeah, yeah. No, no, but it's I like mean, losing your oh, yeah I was gonna say you're shaving us of our virginity that's, no that's true that's true so I don't I may have phrased that incorrectly before but yeah. like I didn't if I said first it was one of the first because okay. I also remember some of the other books that he gave me D- don't raise your hand some other ones with with very this one I like just being the title the main character's last name uh-huh. but like some of the other ones that I remember reading early on like Storm of Iron and Brotherhood of Snakes and these really like cheesy Lol. like oh yeah oh yeah I'm not even like uh, but 
have, have fallen away, and this one has not. This one, like, every time that I go back to it and then I, I reread it and then I remember these stories and go back, it's just like, I just love this book so much. It's such a great introduction to the universe. So just to wrap it up, like, you think that this book is, like, a good example of how the 40K series is good writing or, like, yes. is a good book. Yes, because okay. it is so fantastical. The, the situations he goes up against perfectly show you, like, that... I keep going back to this term, but, like, that's the way that Rick Priestley, the creator of it, kind of sees it, and it's the way that I see it, too. It's a pure dystopia, and a lot of the young teenagers who see it as, like, this masculine fantasy, a lot of the time have been pointed out as, like, you are not correct. This is, like, you Im you, you uh, imprint your own vision on this, and some people see that and are like, oh, the space marines are so cool, and, like, this war is so awesome, but, like, every... Boobies. A lot of the authors and even... Not a lot of boobies. Not a, a lot, lot of lot boobies? Uh, there's the Battle Sisters, but I guess like not. It's not a. It's not like, sexual. Yeah, no. it's, that a porno? it's it's very teenage boy, but yeah. like pre-sexual teenage. Yes, boy. and so like a lot of the younger people who read this will look at it and be like, they identify with that part. And like this is so cool, but like the older that I've got, and even a lot of the authors and the origin, the original creator of the tabletop game and of the universe has said mm -hmm. like it's a pure dystopia. Uh -huh. It is just a, an absolute like lost world with like all of these things going completely wrong and you're looking at the humanity falling apart in 40,000 years and i think that this shows you that it shows you this the the psychic and the magic and the chaos the demons the aliens all that stuff but none of that like you could remove it and put any setting on top of it and it would be a good book because of the way that the character moves through these three and the way that you see him move through all right and you last reread this just a couple of years ago right if uh, I remember correctly uh yeah i think when dirk so. sent you the kindle yes yeah cool well, so it recently i think it's time for, i think it's time for us to give our verdicts um you first you don't want to converge i would love it? to no because i know that this no, isn't really separate. your style they're, so much they're separate video, so. and i gave mine first I, okay. I felt like i could more easily okay. move michael on this so i want to hear you first but so, i don't know jonathan yes i love yeah mm-hmm um, you know that I'm not like, ugh, I was like, oh my god, we have 20 Warhammer books on our bookshelf, we gotta get rid of this shit, and you're like, no. And I was like, what do you mean no? <laughs> um, so, I'm not a Warhammer fan, per se, mm -hmm. but you said it's a detective story. Yeah. And I'm a detective fan. Amazing detective slash genius. <laughs> I, I want... Nine, nine? Um, I want your comma. No. I'm I'm just like building don't, up. Please to don't build. It. No more building. So it it sounds really interesting, and I'm glad that it's a standalone because yeah. if it were to be a bigger series, it's one of the things like when Michael brought something that's uh is it a beta series? It'd be an alpha. It's an alpha series. You have to read the whole thing. I want your honest. I, I want. I'm talking, Michael. <laughs> let her go. Let her go. I just want to. I want to hear it. So, I'm excited. I know. Me too. Like that gives me hope that I can read this book and just have it be like, okay, I yeah. like this book. Yeah. So yes, you get a comma. Oh. Right. From me. And that's totally true. Your too. fiance. Like this is not one of those things that makes. And you'll you... maybe even get a smooch later. Yay. Gross. Um, you too, Michael. Please. No, never. I got a smooch from Michael too? Yes. No. Whoa. Yes. <laughs> um, so, I'm going to be honest. Uh, I'm going to put my no comma first, and then I'll give my explanation. <gasps> okay. <gasps> On probation. Uh, uh, yes. Holy. The honest... I thought that was a shoe in mm. Yeah, so the honest answer is that uh, a couple things. 
uh, I don't like pure dystopias or any dystopias, and mm. I don't like reading about them. Um, I find, uh, we were talking about this in the last one before, where, like, it has to have lightness and an undercurrent yeah. of, of, like, true love. It can't just be dark. And I don't think it would necessarily just be dark, but, uh, I, but... I, I want to make sure to put a quick pin in that the universe being a pure dystopia was not connected to the fact that, like this book the character and his relationship sure. with his team was not no i'm sure you know, i'm sure it's very different no i'm sure it is but the, but the world building okay. is uh is really my there are a couple things so one um the not a fan of the world no well it's not that i'm not a fan of it it's just not something that i would John, put in stop crying it's not that i i wouldn't put in the time to read honestly okay. because i'm also too a completionist yeah. Um, and that's been my problem with the Steve Erickson novels, mm. which I know are great, which are rated by most people to be the greatest fantasy series of all time. But there are like 11 of them. I'm too fucking old for it. <laughs> and even if, even if there's one and I like it, that it means I'm going to have to read another one. It means I'm going to have to read another one. And like the Warhammer series is so expansive. Like Rachel's going through the Robert Jordan hole right now. So she's kind of paying her dues. And I already did that. Yeah. I already read the bad novels to get to the good ones. Mm. So like... The, the interconnectivity of it is just, it, there's too much comp. So, so you couldn't just read one and say, For me, okay. it's it, that's not how I read. So huh. I'm not saying that the, if I do at some point read this, you will get the comma back from me. Okay. But uh, it's just, I think realistically in the course of the amount of books that I, like, there's a couple things going for it. It's uh, part of a, uh, a world that he didn't create. Mm-hmm. So and I I'm really interested in I'm more interested in like the this like sui generis worlds like mm-hmm. something that's built by the author writing it okay. rather than part of a larger thing and that's like another part part of the Erickson thing that like kind of turns me off from it yeah uh, and so that's not that's not something that I, I tend to gravitate towards it's a uh, it's uh, part of this huge series that I'm unlikely to read so that, that that's something that goes against my not that i mean like the i wouldn't call all of the warhammer books a series i mean like yeah, they exist part, in the part, same universe yeah. but it's not part of so it, yeah. when you have it's very like different universe. yeah it's yeah. very different from a, a book sure. series that has 12 books in it compared to hundreds of books written about this universe yeah, that's been yeah. created. no that's very true but uh i it's but it's also part of a fandom mm-hmm. that i uh do not associate with yeah and just money wise can't um <laughs> the tabletop is very expensive yeah, that's it is the expensive. same as mtg it oh is like, it's, it's supposedly be, more well yeah especially because the painting is yeah. so you either have to be like a professional model painter or pay someone, someone to do yeah. them and, and, you know, and i have no idea what they're talking because about. The, t- the, t- the original tabletop game that this is based off of is like a war simulation and so you get these characters and you paint them colors yourself and like, yeah Good yeah night. And it's yeah. it's a lot, and 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 finally, the the main reason is that like it just it doesn't tick any of my boxes of things that I want to read mm-hmm. ongoingly. It doesn't tick your boxes. Uh, like in fantasy, I'm kind of, I mean, like if I if I'm interested in anything, it's generally things that are like hewing either like pure high fantasy, where it's like a a, a world built for this book. Mm. Uh, and like a like buildings Roman or uh, something that specifically subverts that, like the name of the wind, the Pat Rothfuss series, or something that hews closer to to the world that we live in. So it's like those are the hmm. kind of like, 
and the, it's so, like a spinning silver situation. Yeah, that's like that that like really delves into like us mm-hmm. in this world or historical era. So it just doesn't seem like something that I would read at this moment in my life. But if Cynthia had not given you the comma, you were edging a comma for me. So I would have given you the comma. That's why I let her go oh, first. Wow. Uh, it was a thought. Because you want Johnny. Because I want back. you back. Right. I'm not willing want to give you, you up back. yet. But you didn't want get. You can't give me the double. I can't give you the du- the double. I respect your opinion. Because I, I I think I think that this is I think in terms of the uh, a choice I think that this is a strong one comma book. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Good point. Uh, like I feel like if we gave it a two out of two. Yeah. Yeah. Because it because we're kind of working together here. Uh, I think it's a one comma book in terms of like the likelihood of either of us reading it. True. Because I think one of us might read it more likely me than you, honestly. So, well, what if I, could I, could I pitch to you You two? You cannot pitch us again until the next Yeah, you get get another chance. No, 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 not a book, but a change in the system in terms of if a guest comes on that you just rate it out of two commas together so that you can just decide, yes, you get two commas. No, I think we each get a... You want to do... Yeah, I like like the individual. To to you, it seems a little strange to me, although I like, I respect, you have one of the most thoughtful and, and like, uh, personal... Uh, objective, beautiful opinions of literature <laughs> yeah, that I think I know. I no, 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 no. But I, I, yes. Michael, I respect, I respect your opinions a lot in, to read or not to read something. Uh-uh. But for you to, to, for you to specifically say, I was waiting to see what Cynthia would say in order to change mine. One well, way I mean, another, it, it was like, like it was edging. Gotcha. Uh, it was edging whether or not I give it one because real realistically, I don't think I'll read it. Right. Um, and that's kind of where I go from okay, this. Okay, okay. But, uh, but if she <laughs> hadn't given you one, it would have edged the other way. Right. Because I know that I want you back, and I think that this... <laughs> so, so each getting our own, we play off each other. Yeah. I, th- I think okay. there's... I think... I, I think that we claim no objectivity Fair enough. in this in this nah. podcast. <laughs> I think neither of us have any right to that claim. And sometimes, you know, I might I might not give her a comma because she has more commas than me. And I'm a human That's what I'm, happened in the last episode. It is not. You it's know not, you know. know that that was fair. I know. I try and be objective, but I do not claim objectivity and All right. uh that's, I, fair. that's fair. I think that like I think I think we're not rating it out of two. Mm. I think it's just okay. kind of like a, it's like a it just feeling. Happens. There's like a there's like a je ne sais quoi okay. about a two comma book. And I don't know what for those yeah. non French people. Yeah. Good because I was like cheese. <laughs> hey, fromage, fromage, fromage. fromage. Uh, fromage. Yeah. There's fromage, 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 fromage. No, it's right, cool. cheese of cheese. Um. So. Uh, finally, we need to ask our lovely listeners. Please, Lord. Wait, wait, wait. Can I? Yes, do it. Like us, subscribe, rate, comment on iTunes, on the Facebook page. Hit us up. If you liked my book and you felt like it deserved two commas, throw that down there. You, you. know I'm about it. Throw I us do. some shade, I respect man. the hell out of these two people, but God knows I give this book a double comma. So let me know what you think. Does it deserve zero, one, two? <laughs> and throw it out there. Still, uh, the the promise stands. If you're the first person to comment on any of these you links, get something. you'll get either a recording from Cynthia or a story from me. Or a sexy dance from John. Mm. What? Sexy naked dance. You Hell can't, you yeah. You can't whore me out hey. like that. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's gonna be the most requested one. I'm no, on it. I'm no, on it. No, what have you done? I'm okay, a guys. teacher. Right. Well, thank you so, so much for having me on this episode. And yeah. would you like to take us off by saying our customary goodbye? But Go. first, wait, first. <laughs> no. First, wait, first. If you want to come be a guest, yeah, let us know. We want to come talk. We want you to come talk to us about books so we can poop on you about it. Yeah, we can shit on your face. But you know our customary goodbye, right? I do. I just don't want to mess up. It's cool. It's go fuck yourself. Yeah, I just, yeah. I got nervous. <laughs> and go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck a goat. <laughs>